So you had the idea, you put some action and effort, and you had an individual with some knowledge create a logo for you. Where'd you go from there? Oh, that's when I went to Sidekick. And then I got the team together, and the first thing we did was we just started hammering out the directory. Because even though the content is what I'm really interested in and what I love doing, we're going to do artist interviews and... Uh, documentaries. We're going to come up with mini documentaries we'll release and things like that. But that's all dessert. You know, you go out to eat. The first thing you do is you get your <laughs> meal and then you you come, you know, maybe the meal is really good, but you, you love the dessert. I, I, like Grant Bar in Millville. They're known for their pies. Everybody goes and they eat the, the meal, but then they have the pie and uh-huh. they keep coming back for that pie. Okay. And that's how I view this project. The directory so the directory is like a menu, Brian. Okay? It is. You, you look and see what you have. How did you go about formulating a directory? A lot of searching. So we we researched online mostly, and we would search various different ways to try to get populated as much of the directory as possible. There are certain lists that do exist with historic places in particular. Um, there are a lot on, on the internet. You can find the listings for the National Historic Register. So that was one of the big things that we grabbed. But they're all for individual counties. So we're the only place where it's all easily accessible in one location for southwestern Pennsylvania. Okay. So we have an idea. We put some action and effort in it. We've got a logo, which would be the face of the, uh, of the organization. Then we created a menu, a directory of in places where you want to people to be aware of then where do we go uh, then it came to promotion so we actually one of the goals that i did which is kind of backwards for from maybe what i've done in the past but i think it made sense for this project is we really just pushed social media and we would i I'm, i love going and taking pictures of old buildings so and that is all part of pgh museums even though it's not a museum you're walking into it's i i love uh my friend Louise of the Pittsburgh uh, History and Landmarks Foundation, she always says that our museum is the city of Pittsburgh and the beautiful buildings that are sometimes as interesting as or sometimes even more interesting than stuff in, inside the buildings. And I always I, I agreed with her with that. And, I, and so we would go around to take pictures of these buildings and post it on social media and get people interested and we actually built a, a, a like base, a fan base of over a thousand likes on Facebook before we launched. So basically, we were setting ourselves up so when we do launch on the ninth, we already had a group of people interested. So we built an audience. So yes. you did, so you did some groundwork. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Going out and taking these pictures, and there's so many different type of platforms for social media. What did you find most effective, Brian? Well, for me, it's Facebook, but that's because I understand how to to do Facebook. I really. To be quite honest, I'm getting better at Instagram. Twitter, I'm still not good at. Uh, so I just, I, I mostly focused on Facebook because that's where I knew I could get results. And Facebook makes it nice and easy because there are all of these groups on Facebook that are just people who love the city of Pittsburgh. So when you post old buildings in these groups, these people just love it. And, and you know, I love the fact that they are enjoying the content. It, it's more fun to release stuff when people are are into it and, and enjoying it than releasing it out into the okay. internet and, so and we're, not hearing it. we're putting images out there that people would pique their interest let's yes. say okay and once a person's interest is piqued perhaps and as you well know when people's interest is piqued that's the time for them to uh connect or 
with the particular site. As most int- people, with their interest would be piqued, then 15 minutes later, their interest is piqued by something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is true. People, it, it's hard to keep them engaged. That's why, I, I, you know, periodically, I try not to go too overboard with posting. Of course, right now I am because we have the, the launch party coming up, but I try not to go too overboard because I don't want to scare people away, but I would try to post every little bit and um, invite them to the page and, and kind of go that route. So tell us about some of, tell us about some of the places in the directory. Is it, is it, what, what would qualify as a museum? What would qualify a facility, a place to be in the directory? It's a pretty, it's, it's pretty widespread. So public art spaces would be included. Um, historic places, even like bridges. There, there are a lot of, there are a lot of historic bridges, especially down in, Washington County, there's a lot of covered bridges down there. All of those bridges are on the directory that we were able to find. Actually, down in Washington, really interesting uh, point is the first crematory in the United States was in Washington, Pennsylvania, Hmm. uh, just a little bit down the road. So anything like that, all the way from there to uh, modern museums uh, like Wood Street Galleries, for example, there's always um, a lot of modern exhibits, a lot of new exhibits coming in through there studios like Tun Pottery. Tun Pottery is a gallery, a studio, and a retail center. Uh, They're involved. They're actually an affiliate. They were the first affiliate of PGH Museums. So uh, they're involved. Uh, Just really, it's it's very widespread. We wanted to be as comprehensive as possible. We didn't want to be as uh, too exclusionary because a lot of people, if they're into art and they like going to a gallery, then why wouldn't they enjoy going to a, a public art display as well? Sure. Or if they're into history and they love going to see the uh, the mummies and the dinosaurs at the the Carnegie, why wouldn't they? Or they love going to the Heinz History Center and seeing their stuff. Why wouldn't they necessarily be interested in, in going to seeing a house in Irwin, for example? I'm trying to think if it's the... There's two houses in Irwin, but there, one of the houses in Irwin was part of the Underground Railroad. Why wouldn't they enjoy, even though they can't go into that building because it's a private residence, they might enjoy just driving by and, and experiencing or enjoying the history. People always take the perception, the assumption that you've heard of this, the grass is always greener on the other side of the hill. So they think in order to get something interesting we're going to have to travel where what you're saying is and you're pointing out that there's many hidden treasures right in front of your face oh so many yeah it's i (laughs) this actually happened years ago back when i was at cal u the first time around when i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life and i was ready to to leave cal and I realized that I hadn't been to most of the buildings on campus. <laughs> so my friends and I just started exploring the buildings on campus. And we would go through areas which maybe we weren't even allowed to walk through. But if there wasn't a sign that expressly said, do not enter, we went on, We went there. Mm-hmm. We went backstage into some of the theaters. We walked around, went into the old buildings, old main, really explored every inch of that campus and then we took the, the show on the road, and we started driving to college campuses all across southwestern ah. Pennsylvania, and nobody questioned us because we looked like students. We were young enough, so we would just go through these campuses and explore all of these buildings. We went up to Indiana, uh-huh. St. Vincent, um, all over, all these different uh, campuses. And then from that point on, I, I decided that I'm just going to live life like a tourist and just do everything. Could you say that statement again? Live, live life, life like a tourist. Ah. Yeah, and just enjoy everything. And, and I do go and, and travel, but I also 
am always doing stuff here. People are always like, oh, you, you're always doing something. You're always doing something. And, and I'm like, I get depressed if I sit at home and don't do anything. I got to get up and, and enjoy and, and you know, live in, in the world. Live life like a tourist. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's going to stick with me. It's something I've tried to live by ever since since that day and and I have seen so much and I've done so much and I haven't really traveled that much this is this is the first year of my life that I've really I mean I've traveled on vacations before but this is the first time where I've like traveled a lot in one year I went to Cleveland I went up to Toronto uh went to Fort Erie which is also up in Canada um went out uh, just to Johnstown but I you know I was they I saw some really cool stuff there I hadn't really been downtown there a lot uh Gettysburg uh, Tampa, Mexico. I've been all over this year. I guess you have. But yeah, all this year. But um, but before that, I haven't really gone anywhere except for a vacation here or there. And it was like the standard go to the beach vacation. So, but in between all of that time before this year, I've, I've still done a ton of stuff just here in the region. Could you let us know where the Pittsburgh Museum sits right now? Where Where is it at right now in, in its completion? Is it what? Tell us about it. So um, as of this recording, we're, we're finishing the final touches on the website. So that'll all be up and available uh, for your audience whenever they, uh, whenever this podcast comes out. But we're, we're have, we're, we have that. We um, were, I'll use the, the past tense, we were working on the membership program, uh, just getting the cards together, which actually I have a, a Jim Ellermeyer PGH Museum's member card, which expires uh, December 31st, 2020. So that'll get you a discount at uh, several museums. At the date of this recording, we have currently 13 museums that you can get a discount at, uh, museums or galleries. And that list will continue to grow as time goes on. Thank you. That's uh, that's very kind. I'll yeah. uh, certainly take advantage of that. So what do you say? To, I know that there are I don't know what type of an audience you're looking out for, like-minded people. I don't know if you'd consider this a niche type of thing. However, what do you say to people that say, oh, museums, uh, oh, that sounds stuffy? Well, they've never been to, to many museums, <laughs> I will say. I, I, there's so many different types of museums and so many, so many varieties. At one point, unfortunately, it's, it's on a hiatus now. I don't know. They're, they're still doing some roadshows. But we had a museum of like cartoons and things like that. We have one museum. That's this is an interesting one. We have a museum that is called, um, oh gosh, why why is the name slipping my mind? Uh, uh, it's a manor, um, Trundle Manor, which is out in Swissville. These people live in this place. It's their home. You go into this place, and it's a museum of of just like crazy oddities, and they they live there. Like I said, they have taxidermied animals. They have human fetuses in bottles and uh weird like equipment medical equipment from back in the stone ages of medicine yeah it's really really cool it's it's one of the most interesting museums i've ever been to it's just these these people's personal collection they've got like they have a tumor that's floating in a jar that's also a music box okay so like is that something you would think that you would see in a museum No. no exactly so it's just really you have to explore and find museums that, that fit your interests. So when people think of museums, what, in your mind, what do you think a person on the street would think, what are they going to see at a museum? Probably, you know, depending on the museum, they're going to expect well, to well, see. Well, just, just what are they, what, when you, when they think museum, hmm, what would I see there? They're probably thinking uh, an art gallery. Yes. 
Yes, that's what I thought. Paintings mm. and statues. Yeah. Okay. However, has has anyone out there considered a pinball museum? The, which pinball machine. Old electronic pinball yes. perfection, which is uh, right up on uh, in the North Hills. Uh, right in Pittsburgh, they have hundreds of pinball machines right there that you can play. They also have the the replay FX. I know they have a spot yes. that's out in uh, in in the west part of town, out near Carnegie. But I don't know if they're open all year round. I know Pinball Perfection is. They're open. You can walk in there any time of the year and, and explore the museum. So for for people who perhaps may not have an interest in paintings, that type of art, perhaps they would certainly have an interest in. Old pinball machines. Exactly. Or old old electronics or or fishing gear. The Museum of Fishing. We have, we have so a many smallpox museum because the smallpox vaccine was uh, created here in Pittsburgh. So that exists at, on the University of Pittsburgh's campus. So what we ask is for people to avoid having contempt prior to investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, often on this show, Brian, what we ask people to do is have a beginner's mind and not an expert's mind. Not an expert's mind that we have blinders on that can we only see in one direction i think that's really really a a strong argument in today's world especially uh we i don't want to get political because it's not a political show but we're we're entering an age where people are very tribalistic and they're not willing to uh, they're 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 looking at things from an expert's mind and they've already made up their decision they're not willing to to learn things and i think that's very true about museums as well and i'm not saying that you know that's either side of the coin um but that's true about you know museums for sure people uh We'll have certain they have a beliefs. certain view, so quite often what we make this uh, comparison is i uh, we ask people often if they've ever seen or been to a thoroughbred horse race, and we say, yes, well, they're magnificent animals, they can do one thing and they can do it well, however, what they have is they have blinders on, mm-hmm. okay, so often I ask people, I'll say, okay, well, they can do one thing and do it well, however, they're not uh willing to explore other possibilities. Uh, how, and then I asked them, I said, have you ever been around a three or four year old child and have them take them somewhere? They're full of wonder and joy and they have, they have much curiosity and that's what, that's what we call a beginner's mind. So what we're going to ask people out there to do when you hear the term museum, we'd like you to have a beginner's mind and explore possibilities rather than certainties. And that's one of our objectives, too, with this project is we're trying to – so with the media, with the website, it's, it's a very modern-looking website. It's easy to use, and we're coming up with high-quality video for the interviews and those mini documentaries I told you about, and we're going to have a podcast. All very modern things, right, to, to talk about a lot of not – that, not that all of the museums are, are old. Some of them are newer uh Berenhoff actually isn't that old it looks old when you get there but it's actually relatively young compared to a lot of the the stuff in Pittsburgh but museums have this older mindset so if we're presenting it in a fresh and modern way our hope is that people will then see it through that beginner's mind because there's they're saying oh this is really interesting and neat and then they'll learn about these places because it's it's reaching them in a modern fresh way so for our listeners out there saying hey this is really neat how do i how do i reach the site pghmuseums.org pghmuseums.org mm-hmm. okay and the instagram is at pghmuseums at pghmuseums mm-hmm. and is on the website is there a way for people to contact the uh the site there will be once we launch on the uh on the 9th okay. so once we launch on the 9th you can actually 
add your own museum on the website. So we have put a lot of time into developing this directory, and I know that we have not gotten all of the museums, galleries, and historic places in southwestern Pennsylvania. So we want people to really become part of our community and take ownership of PGH museums themselves. So if they know of a museum that they love that we don't have, they can request that we add it to the directory and help us in building the website. So it's, it's your website as well. It's yours to, to find the information, but it's also your community website to, uh, to help grow. And Well, our platform will certainly provide a link and perhaps we can uh, have some links to some videos, some documentaries perhaps that uh, people may find interesting that would highlight your show. There's uh, there's a saying, you've heard the phrase that you can lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink. Yeah. However, in the 12-step world, we say, however, you can make them thirsty. Yeah. Okay. There we, I like that. So the idea is, is through this website, perhaps we can make people thirsty to explore what you're offering. I love it. Yeah, That's, I love it. I think that would be great. Okay. And as always, uh, any comments, any questions can be directed to uh, the producer of this program, uh, Mr. Mike at Sorgatron Media, and there's a link on the show. And as always, at the end of every podcast, we offer a free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself. Forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.